Hi. Hello. Hey. How you doing? This is weird with two people. You're doing my parts. I don't know how that's happening. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals, but only two right now. And best friends. And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than than giggles. giggles. (laughs) I'm Kim Haynes midwife at a busy birth center in a small home birth practice and i'm jess mckee i am a doula and the birth assistant at your home birth practice and meredith Rout, the midwife extraordinaire is still not here because she is away doing amazing things with her family yes so last week we were talking we're actually doing a double header guys um we realized we thought we could get all of our birth stories combined into is, one hour. I don't know why we thought we could talk about seven births in an hour. We've been doing this for almost a year, and we still always, always sorely over- underestimate know, it's how terrible. much time we need. We underestimate our power of talking. We can talk for a long time. It's I saw a new shirt that I want desperately, but I haven't made myself spend $24 for it. What is it? It says, underestimate me. That'll be fun. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's like... Made for me. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. That is true. So today, anyway, um, I think right we only now, have two kids left. No, we have more than that. Oh, we have three. Three kids left. Yes. We have three kids left. We have the births of, so we ended with Lila. So we have the births of Ren and Evie and Brock. Yes, we do. Which, those are all pretty easy birth, except for I think there's more we can say about Brock's birth that you're not going to, you know, whatever. That was a funny face. That was, that birth hurt. (laughs) And he's still causing me pain on a daily basis. Every day for five years. He's still a pain in my ass. Yes. And I had horrible hemorrhoids after him, so literally pain in my ass. (laughs) Such a pain. Um, I think, yeah, who's up next? So, I just said Lila. So, can I tell you what, um, I had a birth that I forgot to talk about in our first episode for last week. Yeah. But I have a new record for the Premier Birth Center fastest birth. What is it? It's eight minutes. Oh, for how long you were there? For how long I was there before. She was actually only in labor for two hours and 55 minutes. Yeah. But when I checked her, she was one centimeter and I sent her home. That's and she had her baby two hours and 55 minutes later, Wow! eight minutes after she arrived. Had we not left when we did, she would have had her baby in the car. Yeah. So we have missed births. I have missed births where it's so fast they don't leave their house. Yep. So I guess those are really fast too. But And you've had births where they're planning to come to the center, but you end up going to their house because right, it's because not going to happen. Right, because it's just so fast. They, yeah. they're not going to And there's births it. that we've just miss like whether we're in route or whatever it's exactly like, but for this like this so specifically for a mom that planned a center birth made it to the center eight minutes then no one was there the nurse wasn't there yeah it was just the three of us me the and last her and birth her we did at the center together was really fast and the nurse didn't make it yeah she walked in when the head came out mm, pretty sure it was after the last birth we did together yes i think the head was out but not the body no, and then I wrong. yelled for her, and think, she walked in. Maybe I'm thinking about the second to last birth oh, we did oh, together. Oh, oh. There was one birth we did together recently. It was just us, where it was just us for sure. Yeah, and she came in like after the baby was out, and right. like we oh, were. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and we were on the bed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we do so many births together. 
Yes. I it's love it. Fun. <laughs> it is fun. All right. Anyway, so that was fun. I loved that eight minute super chill in a standing position. I mean, she it was literally chill did. for you. It was, sure. yeah. And she, in her head, because during all your births, you've looked super chill, but in your head, you're like, what no, the she actual? Said it was like the easiest birth. It was her fourth baby. That's awesome. She I love it. She said it was it. the easiest one she's had. Yeah. And it was just beautiful. She was just standing and it was like, Boop, there it was. Two contractions. There's two push, a baby. Two pushes. Yeah. You said you thought she was holding the baby in the whole On time the she walked here. up the stairs. Oh, yeah. and It was a very slow walk to the, to the room. I was like, this is happening. She refused to stop during contractions because she, she just, just wanted to walking. get upstairs. Yeah. So she walked in slow motion <laughs> like she was walking in through sludge, which is pretty freaking like. That's I don't know how she did so it. So impressive. I can't imagine I walking nope. through a contraction when you're about to push out a baby. Absolutely not. Definitely I just not. On the ground and been like, I'm doing it. You would have made your fit ah. your fit noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was amazing. Amazing. That's so awesome. Yeah, she was awesome. So okay, why so don't, since we just told Lila's birth, um, now it's time for Evie's. And so during Evie's birth, you were still in Florida. It was a very stressful time in your life. It was an, oh, it was literally the worst time of my life. And I was a senior mm-hmm. in, high, in high school. Pfft, no, a senior in midwifery school. It was my last yeah. year. I almost quit yeah. twice. So I just want to say that before Evie's, actually it's time for Ren's birth. I'm <gasps> we skipped a kid. We skipped a kid. Okay, so I'm in Florida. You're in I Florida. Am, I am a senior. Yes. Which is still why a very stressful time in your life. Yes, but that's why I didn't make it to your birth because it was my last year of midwifery school. Yep, you were attending births like crazy. I was pregnant. Super sh- my life sucked. Giant. That's right. You balls. were pregnant because Ren and Lila are twelve weeks apart exactly. Yep. So you were pregnant going through your last semester of midwifery school and I was pregnant in Virginia and I know I've told this birth story before so I'm not gonna focus on it long but um Ren's birth was super like Ren's whole pregnancy was super unexpected (laughs) I didn't think you were gonna have kids again after a while no I wasn't I was like that's it she's not having any I was like I never want to do this again no ever Ever, ever. I thought you were joking when you sent me that picture and it said, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think it said, oh, shit, shit, shit. Shit, shit, shit. Shit, 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 But shit. I had sent you the same picture just months before. Yeah. Th- 12 weeks before. Yeah. <laughs> Funny thing about Ren is um, I'm just going to add some weird facts into it because I've told her birth story before and the birth isn't actually all that exciting. Also that... um. I used to have a cat, and my cat died the morning after I conceived Ren. Ew. Like, I woke up after conceiving Ren, not knowing I had conceived Ren, and um, my cat was dying, and my cat died. And so I was like, the universe knew that I couldn't take care of a single other living creature. (laughs) So I was like, something's got to give. Let's off the cat. I taketh away this feline and, and... Gift you a fetus. Exactly. <laughs> that's not a very nice joke. It's not. But I really think that that's what happened. Because my cat was too young to die. And she just died there on the couch. I dueled her through it. Um, so, yeah, I got pregnant. And uh, I don't know. If, I think I have said this before in the podcast. But I had no idea I was pregnant at all. Like, at all, at all, at all. 
In fact, I was finally starting to feel like myself again after Lila's birth. The night before I found out I was pregnant, I actually got invited out for my first girl's night out, and I went drinking at a bar. But I had just noticed (laughs) that day that my period was six days late. I was, like, looking at a calendar because I wasn't planning on being pregnant, and I was like, what is today? Oh, oh, uh-oh. My period was six days late. What should I do? I'll go drink. But I was already invited out for this girls' night, and I was desperate for human contact. Like, desperate. You have no idea. Well, if you are a postpartum mom who's had a horrible child, oh, yes. you do understand, like, that idea of being able to go out for a night with your friends and have some kind of normalcy is just like, it's it's like Eve picking the forbidden fruit off of the tree in the Garden of <laughs> Eden. It was like, I know I shouldn't do it, but it looks so good. You should have picked from the tree of knowledge instead. That is the tree that she picked from, the tree of knowledge, and caused her. Okay, well, the Bible that I just started reading, which is your Bible that you rubbed all over your boobs like I asked you yeah. to, yeah. it says there were two trees. Oh, you're right. The tree of knowledge the of good and evil. Of, yes. No. Tree of knowledge, and what's the other one? Tree of life. The tree of life. Oh, never mind. You're right. Yes. Why would I think you were wrong when talking about the Bible? I don't That's know. I stupid. could be. I could be wrong. Um. So anyway, so I went out. I did limit myself to like two drinks because I actually had a pregnancy test in my purse. And I was like, just in case. And so the next morning I did not tell my husband I thought I was pregnant because this was such a shock to my system. So I pee on the stick, comes back positive. To this day, the thought of taking a pregnancy test, even if there's no way in hell I can be pregnant, gives me horrible anxiety because it's like your your life is either about to change or it's about not to. So it was positive. So I text Kim the word shit over Numerous and over and over again. And then Brian looks at his Brian looks at my phone as he does, and he goes, why are you talking about pregnancy with Kim? Is she pregnant again? And I was like, <laughs> I might be. What's the question? <laughs> I don't, Is was there a question? And I was like, no, but I am. And of course he's like, and you told her first? And I was like, well, it was easier. It was, <laughs> no, technically I texted her a picture yes. and said shit numerous times yes. and she just put two and two together. Also, you should get used to this because it's going to be the next 20 years of your life that I tell Kim things. <laughs> so uh, Always. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> you know what you're doing? You're just screenshotting and sending it to Kim instead of responding. Yes, I am. Yes, that happened. I did that. <laughs> I did do that. Our codependency may be... Maybe a little unhealthy, but it's keeping me healthier. It's, it's definitely not helping the marriage situation. <laughs> I actually disagree. I think it is. I actually disagree with that. For um, sure. Okay, so I was pregnant. I had a very easy pregnancy with Ren. Um, and then, but, so I went f- over, I went to 41 and 3. Because, as I've said before, I love summer. And she was born, she was like due August twenty some 20th, I think. And I was like, well, I don't want to miss 10 days of my summer. Why would I do that? Yeah. So as we talked about in the sex episode, I woke up on September 1st. Lila slept all night. I was like, this is a good day. Had an orgasm. Took out my breast pump. Started having contractions. Without telling your midwives. Without telling my midwife. Um, that was at 6 a.m. Took a walk at like 8.30 a.m. Was just stopping along the way to have contractions. And I think that it was also interesting because I had a super huge birth party my first birth. 
And I had invited some of those people my second birth, but I also had like this idea in my head that I just wanted to be surrounded by people who had had home births. That makes sense. And I wanted it to be simpler, but I felt like bad not doing that. But the family that a lot of them were that were invited from, they all went on a beach vacation like that week that I oh. went into labor. So, so they were all, all gone. Out. So that's a fun fact about my birth is that everybody that attended my birth, other than my mom and my mother-in-law, who was there to watch my uh, Lila, they had all had home births of their own. That's so cool. Some of which I had like supported. Um, so I felt really cool. It was like a, you know, a circle of women building up women in their birth pangs or something. Sounds well, very biblical. we have been doing this since the dawn of, t- of time. Yeah. It was really so, cool. Yeah. Um, and I had the midwives that I had always wanted. They finally were like in their own practice and they, you know, could be my midwives. So I ended up calling them at like 1130 and saying they could come. I was just like, I I remember leaning over the bed on a birth ball, laboring, and things were getting intense. And my house was so dirty. So Brian called my mom because it was like past the point where I could like even really like text. But Lila woke up and she was like, Mom, our house is so dirty today. Oh, God. And I had been like. Thanks, Lila. Keeping my house spotlessly clean for like three and a half weeks because I knew my baby could come at any time and then the day that she came my house was literally like is this when you lived in that that I lived in an apartment in Edinburgh right next to the fire station which was like super cool it had like the cool yeah oh my god when I came to visit you yeah the one room it literally looked like everything you owned was thrown into it all over the floor because Lila was just dumping everything out. Oh, Wasn't that like was her little, little. That was her, her bedroom. It was her bedroom. I've never. I was like, what the hell? She would dump out all of her little bins every yeah, day. Every everywhere. Yeah. And I was like, what's happening in this room? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're much more OCD than me too. So we're like, that's her room. So. Oh God. What happens in there stays in there. And now she's the cleanest. Like so clean. Ah, oh, so funny. So um. So, yeah, so I called my mom because my mom, if she's good for anything, is definitely cleaning and feeding people. And I was like, Mom, can you come over now? I think I'm in labor. And also my house is really dirty. Can you come clean it? And I'll help you. She's like, okay. And so she, like, shows up, like, 20 minutes later. Let me clean everything you own. And she starts cleaning everything in the universe. And I was like, I knew I said I was going to help you, but also I'm not going to help you because I'm laboring. I'm going to help you from this couch. I'm further. No, I was still leaning over the bed contracting. I was like, I'm further along in this process than I thought, and I can't move. So there's that. (laughs) So you're going to have to do it. So the midwife show up at like 1130. My birth team shows up. It was just like it was it was so nice. Just like walking around and contracting and And there was reading stories. And yeah. And um, my mom, who is a childbirth educator, she has a picture because I had a professional photographer come and take birth pictures. And there's one picture of me leaning over a birth ball with my mom rubbing my hips. And my mom Aww. always shows this at her birth classes because it was right before, like, the shit hit the fan yeah, birth-wise. Yeah, hit the fanist. And my eyes were, like, all glazed over. I look like a stone person. So she always <laughs> shows that in, la- in yeah. class to, like, show people what endorphins can do to you. Because I remember looking at from the birth ball and my eyes were, like, <laughs> and I was, like, something's about to happen. Something is going down. And I got in the birth tub and it just, That bam. was it. So basically what happened, I got in the birth tub. I went from five centimeters to her being born within 20 minutes. God, that's insane. So, How intense was that? It was very intense. Were you, was, like 
in hell or were you like i got this i don't this remember being in like hell but it was like definitely much more intense than lila. i had ever experienced with lila it was yeah. just like bam 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 yeah. like you are just completely overtaken by labor at every any given yeah moment um People were rubbing my back. Brian was drunk. He drank an entire bottle of wine. <laughs> he was traumatized still from Lila's Pro- yeah, birth. Probably still traumatized. And he's like, this is going to happen again. I need to be drunk this time. Yep. <laughs> but no. Then so I started pushing at like five centimeters, which is, you know, not usually. But she was so low. And yeah. my cervix was just like, oh, you're five. Oh, you're seven. Oh, you're eight. Okay. I'm just going to stop trekking. It's doing its thing. Okay. And so then she just. Were so they I, checking you like every little bit to make sure it wasn't? At first, when I was really pushy, I, they checked me like three times. I was like, oh, you're five. Maybe you shouldn't push. And I was like, no, it's not happening. <laughs> I'm doing and it anyway. And she checked me the next one. She's like, oh, you're seven. And then she checked me one more time. She's like, you know what? It's working. I'm just going to stop. I'm just going <laughs> to. But she was checking me from the tub. Like yeah, she was yeah, reaching yeah. under. Yeah. Oh, I feel. Yeah. And um, so then from the time I, and I very vividly remember feeling like when she entered my vaginal canal. And be like, oh, she's in my vagina. But I don't know if I actually vocalized <laughs> yeah. that, but it was like, I know that she's. So when you're having a fast birth, you feel so much more than when you're having a slow birth. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. And then I remember having this contraction where it was like, I felt her go down three times. It was just like, I'm pushing and it goes bam, bam, oh, bam. It's so intense. Yeah. It's making my vagina hurt just thinking about uh, it. Yeah, but it was so cool for me because I didn't get to feel any of that yeah, the yeah. other time. And like, there it is. There it is. And then my mom made me get out and go to the bathroom, which we've talked <gasps> about that story. She's oh, like, that well, was when you were pushing. It was like, it was somewhere in there. It was all very close. And she's like, well, remember what you made me promise you last time? And I was like, this is different. <laughs> <laughs> and then Brian called me so I could hear you. And I was her. on the toilet going, ah! <laughs> And I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Don't hang up. So amazing. So my baby came out. It was glorious. I was like, oh, my God, I did it. <laughs> so this I, week on. I love that picture. Yes. This weekend on Instagram, we have to share some of our birth photos. Yeah. Um, it was like such an amazing feeling. So awesome. Brian was like, that was the easiest thing I've ever been through. Of I course. Was like, it was. Well, I was still will kill you. And you were drunk, so Yeah. You were like literally drunk. <laughs> I have a video of him during like my transition and he reaches over because he's rubbing my back with like one hand and he reaches over to the counter. He grabs the wine bottle and he takes the cork out with his teeth like <laughs> and he spits it. Whew. And he, like, takes a drink while still rubbing my back <laughs> and then puts the wine bottle That's back awesome. on the counter. Well, he's a professional. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was Ren's birth. That's I nursed so her. Awesome. for Nursing went amazing with her. I was still nursing Lila, so I tandem nursed, so I never got any nipple pain, nothing. I nursed her till she was almost four. She's nursed. still just your happy... She's Flighty, a free spirit. Free spirit. She was the easiest baby in the world, though. I don't know if I only think that compared to what Lila was, but she never cried. That's she pretty, just slept. I mean, that's she amazing. just slept and smiled and like. And I was just like, oh, this is why people have more babies. Yeah, but I'm not doing it again because I'm going to go out on a high note. <laughs> and so we're going to because stop I'm that not going to take a chance that I'm going to get that other scenario again. <laughs> so we're tapping out. Tapping out on a high note. Good job, you. Yeah. Some people know when to stop. Yes. And so now we get to the point. So Kim was pregnant at that point. I was. I was seven months pregnant. Well, yeah, because Evie was born 12 weeks after Ren. Yeah. um, 
So it was an interesting because I was so broke back then. Oh my god, we were we were so so broke. Poor. I had just had a baby who because she was the easiest baby in the history of ever. Yeah. I had even considered going to your house and I and I kept thinking to myself like you always had your babies at like 39 weeks and I right. kept thinking I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it and you kept not having your baby. And so I remember sitting at the funeral like, Brian, she hasn't had her baby yet. And I just feel like I need to be there. I need to go and be there. Please let me go. And so I booked a plane ticket. I can't believe you did that. Everyone's like, she flew to Florida to be at your birth? With Were tiny? we supposed to pay you for that ticket? No. <laughs> I wanted to be there. I don't recall if we were supposed with a tiny to little baby. But she was such a good baby. God. I mean, you never noticed her, and she was at your house for. She was at the birth. Yeah, I never heard her a single time. She never cried a single time so, at your house. Yeah. Um. So I flew there, and then it was so fun because you ended up staying pregnant for a whole week after I, I got there. I so thought we thought she would be born on my birthday. Yeah. Which is the fourth. No. And you were there yeah. on my birthday. Were was you there I? on my birthday? I don't remember. I was oh, there. Maybe you came past my due date, and that's I came, why you came. I'm it trying was, to remember. She was born I just on know. The 18th, yeah, and you were still and there. And I on Christmas. left. I left the day after Christmas. Yeah, you were there so, for a while before she was born. So I was there a whole week before she was born. Yeah. yeah so I guess I would have gotten there on December like 11th. So okay. you would have already had your birthday. Okay. It was that was unexpected. Well, I didn't want to go into labor, so yeah. You were in a, yeah, it was a bad that time. That was a horrible, horrible, horrible time of yeah. my life that I never want to go back to. And I thought, and also her pre her pregnancy, my pregnancy with her was completely just, I got thrown for a loop because yeah. I did not, I always have a 28 day cycle and I ovulate on day 14 or yep. so I thought. But I learned through Evie's pregnancy, my pregnancy with her, that I ovulate twice often yeah. during yeah. the month. But I didn't put that together. So I had my regular ovulation time and I was tracking my cycle and I was making damn sure that I wasn't getting pregnant at that time. Yeah. And then I did because I ovulated yep. like the day before I was supposed to get my period. Yeah. So when I missed my period, I was like, what the hell? And then I panicked. But you I were still like having negative tests, right? Because it was. Yes, it was negative. I took a test. It yep. was negative. I took a test like a few days later. It was still negative. And I was like, what in the hell is going on? And my mom's mm -hmm. like, it's probably stress. Like you were so stressed out. Anybody would be that stressed. You're yeah. just not getting a period. Well, I wish that was what was happening at the time because then I took a test a week <laughs> later. And that's when you got your oh shit shit shit. Yeah. Shit. Uh, I cannot believe this is happening. I'm pregnant. Was unfortunate. Yes. <laughs> but now I have a daughter, so yay. Yes. I wish I had a daughter. <laughs> Let's just skip right through to that. She's I wish eight I now. had a daughter. Cause you had all boys. For sixteen years I've had nothing but boys. And they're yep. easy. Yep. They're not emotional. I mean, they're Chris is pretty emotional. Yeah. But yeah, it was, I was, oh my God. So I flew in and um, slept on your couch for a week with my little, my little Wren. Yes. And we had, we had a, um, actually it was a brand new Ikea couch that folded out into yes. a queen size bed. So it was wasn't my place. so bad. <laughs> no, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. And you had um, like a little thing and you had little things on the couch for when you got up to nurse Wren yep. at, at night, like your little diapers were there. Yep. 
We were living together. Chuck worked like 90 plus Never, hours non-stop. a week. Never, so. nonstop. We barely saw him. I Every am. once in a while, he'd be like, you want me to bring you a salad from the restaurant? And I'd be, like, be like, yes. Yes, do that. That is a good idea. Thank we you. went out to like national parks. We hung oh, out with Carly. We, we hung had, out with we Katrina. Went. We did. Katrina, she got me through. And then your mom freaked yeah. out because you had always had your babies early. Yes. And it wasn't so happening. I had big babies, so she was convinced that I was going to have a, a shoulder dystocia that would not resolve mm-hmm. and that my baby was going to die. So she wanted me to have the baby in the hospital. And she pestered you, like, a lot. Well, I started out, because she's, she's a midwife. She's mm-hmm. a nurse midwife. And she was she moved down to Florida with all of us. We were all down there. It was glorious. It was a fucking, it was so crazy, because it was, like, the best yeah. time of my life and also and the, the worst. worst. But you would was, text me and be like, you you would love it so much here. We just walked to the farmer's market God. and the playground. Carly and, the, and I just lived together, yeah. practically. It was just a dream come true. Yeah. Um, but she, so I saw my mom first to have like labs and for a couple of visits and I will never forget her. The other midwife was like, so do you want to kill your baby? And I was like, are you serious? God, you've had people say such horrible things to you. I know. And I was like, do you call yourself a midwife? I don't know how you call yourself a midwife. Because by this time you were becoming blunt, Kim. I mean, I think I was there and I had had it with people in general. Everyone. So I was like, let me teach you a little something. So I would like shoot out statistics to her and then that would be it. Like we got along because I get along with people like that. I actually get along. Because you were in midwifery school. Yes, I was a senior in midwifery school and I'd already been to a ton of births and I wasn't afraid at all. So my mom continued to be and i switched out of their practice as soon as nora i because nora was my yes. midwife um, and your was, preceptor yes and she's amazing and she put up with all my shenanigans and she and katrina took care of me the whole time it was i could not have had a better team they you know listened katrina and i she would just validate me for the full two and a half hour ride oh katrina's such a good validator god she's good she's like She's like Meredith of Florida. She's like Meredith on steroids. I know. She's so good. Yeah. And I still have my little life lesson cards that she gave me to help me through that shit fucking time in my life. And I still will pull them out. And I actually gave some of those away recently to someone who needed them. But anyway, yeah. so um, I my mom talked me into the biophysical profile. Remember? That's right. We went but to the I hospital together. But I didn't want the biophysical profile because I didn't believe... In what she was saying, and I wasn't to the point where I needed one yet. Mm-hmm. But she begged and she bugged, and she's like, "Because you're I'm not like getting... right at forty weeks." Yeah, and I think I went to almost forty-one with Evie. I don't remember, but she was like so convinced my baby was going to die that I agreed to an ultrasound for an EFW. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "I'll go." F- <laughs> I wanted to say EFW, <laughs> like they do. <laughs> so I agreed to an estimated fetal weight. Double not that your it pleasure. Mattered. Double your fun. But because I refused the biophysical profile, remember, they said, well, since you're not agreeing to the whole thing, you can sit here and wait until we're ready. We sat in that hospital Hours. for so long. But and we what, had a really good time. We had such a good time. And what they didn't know is we stole everything out of that fucking That's room. That's right, we did. We stole the gloves. Lubes. The lube. The, we stole tongue depressors. We didn't even need them. It's whatever fit in our pockets. Yeah. We walked out of there looking like a clown. Like, screw you, hospital. We're taking this. So then the tech calls my mom personally, and she's like, rest 
rest easy, Linda. This baby doesn't weigh more than seven or seven and a half pounds. She said seven pounds. Okay. And I was like, that's not right. But and I was like, that's crazy. Maybe it's because it's a girl. I know. That was, they were just wrong. No. Nope. So then I went into labor. The My next mom day. scheduled herself. She thought for sure she'd be there for the birth. So she scheduled, she and Dave were going to They were going on vacation. That's yes, right. For Christmas. That's and right. And so she was like, I'm not getting on this damn plane until I know this baby's not macrosomic. And so that's why I agreed for the ultrasound. That's why she missed that birth. Because when you said that earlier, I was like, but Linda did leave, live there no, at that time. No, she got on the but plane. But she went, on, she was going on vacation. That's right. And she thought you would have had the baby yes. like weeks earlier. So, so strangely enough, I went into labor the day after she left. Yes. <laughs> yes, you did. I don't know why that happened. Yep. <laughs> Hard to say. Hard to say. So she, we did call her. We did call her when I was in labor. It was, I had a great birth with Evie. It was. I don't my, remember very much about your birth with Evie. It was I guess my, it's because I was actually a new postpartum mom as well. Oh, you were, you were nursing. Well, I just remember that three nights in a row I started labor and yes. I did that thing where I hid in the bathroom and I did not, my life was so hard. Like, thank God I had Katrina and Carly and Hallie. Like, and my yeah. mom was there and Kyle was there and Brett, like we were all, they you all, all just, were there. My whole family was there and they all took care of me. For I was months. very jealous all the God, time. God, it was glorious. So <laughs> if it weren't for them, I probably just would have disappeared yeah, into one of the Florida sure. alligators. I would have just fed myself yeah. to them. But I didn't want to, I didn't, I hate being in labor. I hate it. So yeah. I didn't want to go into labor. So I kept stopping it. And then that third night you banged on the door, you dragged me out. You I don't remember that at all. Yes. Yeah, so you were like, I'm calling whoever, Nora, Katrina, you called them. They showed up, you got the tub ready. And then she was born so quickly with the sunrise. I just remember being in labor and it was awesome because the Christmas tree was up. Yeah. So all the lights were on. It was amazing. Yep. Um, I labored, Hallie came in and then Kyle and Susan came in That's right. and, um, Brian was, was not in the country for this birth. So he okay. missed this birth, but then came and helped me postpartum. But then he was there. He did come back cause I saw him on yeah, that trip he came shortly. for like Christmas, I think. Yeah. And he okay. was, he stayed for, for a yeah. while yeah. for probably a whole month again. It was amazing. So I just remember like. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Just fucking do it. I'm doing it. And I did it. Um, and I got in the, I just remember like laboring and watching everybody walk in one at a time. Somebody brought donuts. Susan brought like these double stuffed baked potatoes or something. And it was like 530 in the morning. Yeah. I don't know. And then, yeah, I was like, and then okay, she was born. get in the tub. I delivered her myself. Yeah. I didn't want anybody touching me or helping the me. The interesting thing was before the birth, you were like, I was so needy last time and I've seen so many needy moms and I'm not going to be this mom. So you didn't want anybody to help you with anything. Well, and I think that in where I was in my life, I was, it was so hard and it was so awful. I needed to show myself that I could do it on my own. Do it yourself. And I, yeah. cause I had been trying the whole pregnancy to show myself that I didn't need someone else. Yeah. So I wanted to do it on my own. So I didn't want anyone rubbing me did. or touching me or catching her. Unfortunately, her cord I, snapped. Her, she, I got her head out on my own, mm -hmm. but then as I'm pushing, I was like, she's stuck. You have to help. And I yeah, kept saying to Katrina, right. like, please pull her out. And Katrina, she was, big, yeah. she was like, now Kimberly, cause she calls me Kimberly. Yeah. You, you, everything's fine. And I'm like, is this what we say to people? This is stupid. Stop talking. Like get her out, pull her out. And she was, she was stuck because her, her cord was too short. Yeah. So her cord snapped. Katrina reached down and like pulled, like pulled, pulled finagled, finagled her out. 
Her cord snapped. And I you saw. you noticed it. And you actually was like, oh, her cord is snapped. And you actually used your fingers and like clamped yes. it with your fingers. Yeah, I clamped her. That was the first time I'd ever seen a snapped cord. And I, and I was, I looked up. Katrina said she'll never forget because I was holding this new baby and I pinched and I said, could you, I need a hemostat. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. she's like, what new mom? 30 seconds into it is like, hand me a hemostat. Hand me a hemostat. That was the first time I saw a snapped cord and I swear like the next the three births I went. with blood. It yeah. was crazy. The next three births I went to were snap cords. And at that time I, you know, because when your cord snaps, the, the blood that would be going into the baby is coming out of your umbilical cord. And so it's you can't tell if it's the mom bleeding or if it's the yeah. fetal blood. Yeah. And so sometimes that can be really scary. So if you can find the cord and like clamp it so you're not just seeing like blood spurting out, that's yeah. usually helpful. Yeah. And that's what was happening. It was just coming out of her belly button. Yeah. And so we pinched it. We hemostatted it. Yeah. And then I just rem- I have the picture of me like I didn't want to look at her face. She was I so, just needed she was to so see chubby. her vagina. Yeah. Yeah. And she was nine pounds, two ounces. And they had told you the day before that she was seven, seven pounds. pounds. So, so that ah. was wrong. That was way off. It's always wrong. It's but it was amazing. Wrong. Like, everybody was cheered. I remember Susan, le- re- like, she leaned in. Susan is my sister-in-law. She goes, Kim, you're amazing. Thank you for proving to me that I will never, Have a vaginal birth. Give birth. She's <laughs> like, you could just cut that shit right out of me. Not doing it I remember it sitting all. on the floor in front of my couch, and she's like, cut it right out of me, and, and I'm then, formula feeding. Yep, and blah. Don't, Didn't don't they care. get married over Christmas, though? Because they got married or something it happened was on, while they um, were St. there. St. Patrick's Day party. Okay, maybe I met her for the was first amazing. time there. They got yeah, at the birth. Yeah. And then she's like... But we had like a family party or something, too. Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, yeah we did so. a whole Christmas, like, mimosas and... That's right. And she was like, if if you had to work that hard for an easy birth, I can't even imagine what it's like. And I'm like, okay. So anyway, then Jess took care of me for the, the next, like... I was there for another week because the plane tickets were too expensive and you for fed me to leave me. before Christmas. If you didn't feed me, I, oh, I developed post-eclampsia and I almost you had did. to be admitted to the hospital. So that you was You were fun. supposed to go get your tubes tied. Yep. So that was part of the reason I was there because I was a nursing mom. And so she's like, I'm going to go to the hospital and get my yes. tubes tied. And while I'm at the hospital getting my tubes tied... You nurse the baby. I'm supposed to nurse the baby. And then you were like, then you just didn't feel like going. I couldn't. Like, my blood pressure shot up to the point where they were like, we can't do the surgery if you have high yeah. blood pressure. Then they, Nora tried to send me to the hospital. She's like, you need to go to the hospital. You could die. And I was like, I don't care if I die. And I stayed home. But I stopped my placenta pills. And that helped. And it fixed within 24 hours. Yeah. So, yeah. that's fine. Some people don't deal well with placenta pills. Nope. And some people need them to survive. So. so that was beautiful, and I had you, and then Carly and Hallie, and like everybody took care of me for, you know, the next nine months until I moved back to, moved back to Virginia. Ten months actually, and then I stayed with Katrina for a month of that. Which too. I was so excited when you moved back to Virginia. Uh, yeah, and you were I was just coming over to your little apartment yes. all the time, uh, and I would like babysit for you while uh, you attended births. And I'd I would, be like crying, like please can you come watch my kids? I would nurse. Chuck is working. I would nurse Evie. Oh my God, you've nursed two of my children. And yeah, we were living the dream, and then you got pregnant with Brock. Oh, but you know what? Let's take a little break. Yes. And then we'll talk about Brock's birth. God, can we? I've, I'm exhausted from this. Right? It's I a lot. A, I need a beer. It's a lot emotionally. <laughs> I'm drinking wine. I'm not drinking. I can't I'm drink any more wine after this because I have a prenatal appointment after this. But all right, let's take a break. Cue the music. 
Oh, yeah. Today's sponsor for our episode is Linden Tree Midwifery, otherwise known as us. We provide home birth care in the county surrounding Winchester, Virginia. We provide both home prenatal visits and in-office prenatal visits, depending on your preference. So if you would like to have a home birth and you would like to have us attend your home birth, give us a call or check us out at www.lindentreemidwifery.com. Back to the episode. Welcome back from that delightful break. I think the kids are breaking. Yeah, because we're doing a double header, and that's what always happens. All right, let's do it. Let's get through this. So we are up to the point in time where you are now in Virginia. Uh, that's my. I, I said that weird. You are now in Virginia. I am. You're back with me, which is I'm always here. a happy I thing. Started my practice. Yep. Barefoot Journey Midwifery. That's right. Yes, I was a birth assistant for you. Yes, you were. Or I was in the co-op. That you started that failed miserably. It did fail, and uh, there were many reasons for that. But it, the idea was there, and it was a good idea. It is a very because good I wanted idea. to teach. Yes. I wanted to teach. I just should have screened better. But that, I guess that or was taught more. Yes, but that was also a hard year for you because you were in the first year of a practice, and you again found out unexpectedly that you were pregnant. Yeah. Like, I don't know what causes that. Like, what the hell? I'm an idiot. So mm. it happened. Also, we were we did that thing where we were recovering from, like, the hardest part of our marriage in 20 years. Yeah. Like, ever. It yep. was so awful. And then we get back to Virginia, and we're slowly, like, building our lives back up. So what fixes things better than a baby? <laughs> I mean, it always fixed everything in the history of ever, I would say. Always. In our case, it actually did work out very yeah. well yeah. and yeah I was I was in practice it was but it was still super stressful I was poor I couldn't afford groceries and I had no babysitter except for you and so Chuck would be at work and I would get called to a birth and I would cry because I had no like childcare and midwifery Sorry. so I would show up Suck. at your house you at four in the morning because yep. that's when Chuck went to work so yes. we would like pass the kids off yep or I would pass my kids off to you. You literally never pass your kids to me. It's just me giving you my no, kids. No, I think you watched. If you stayed the night times. with you last night, even. I know. I know. And then Ren's like, "Can I stay the night?" I'm like, "No." Negatory. Good. <laughs> no, buddy. you can't. Because I know you're gonna wake me up crying because yeah. your mom's not here. She can't sleep without me. It's and I don't do crying. Yeah. I'll give you toothpaste. But Evie does that thing every morning where she's like, I'm so hungry. I'm literally the hungriest I've ever been. And, and so I'm just I'm so just, 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 I'm just, I'm just, right, help me. I need help. Can I, I can't open the can. Just, just. And I'm like, for and Christ's sakes, Evie. Whose fault is it that you keep letting her stay with I you? I know. It's your own fault. <laughs> know, you weren't even drinking yesterday I'm when you agreed nice. to that. I'm too I know. I'm too Usually nice. it's like, oh, oh, look, it's drunk Jess. Let's ask I her guess if I can I stay know. the night. You were totally sober. That's because they asked me so many times. I got tired of saying <laughs> no. They yes. wore me down. And I'm like, no, you can't. And so she left me alone. But then she asked you a hundred times. And she's like, Jessica said I could, so I can. I am the weakest link. You are the weakest link. <laughs> You're just nicer. <laughs> you See, I, do, I am mean. See, you said I'm not mean. No, I'm just too nice. So we're so back get in pregnant Virginia. with Brock. We're both poor as all get out. So poor. There's no child care. Nothing is yeah. working. And then... I think, oh, and then after I had, I think three months after I had Brock, Chuck finally quit his job over an argument. And I was like, thank 
Yes. God, we'll just be poor er and I but won't But you're stress. like I'll be able to support us with my midwifery practice, which your midwifery practice was really busy that year, but it was hard I did because actually it I did actually do yeah, really well. You were pregnant and trying to do yeah. this like very busy midwifery practice and you didn't have help. Like you didn't have an office manager to like no, 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 it was send just off me. faxes and yeah. schedule appointments. You were doing all of it. I did everything. Um, anyway, so yeah, that was also, it was a stressful time, but for financial and financial reasons. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Yep. So I was working with a local midwife. I was birth assisting for her to make money because I needed money. Wasn't it? <clears throat> so I think we're mixing stuff up because you also were working with her as well because you needed to finish out births for so for Virginia. I think we fast forwarded because we did. I we fast forwarded. I That happens when you've been doing this so long. Things so get fuzzy. So long it's getting fuzzy. Tiffany didn't come into the picture until yet. Yeah. Yeah, until I don't even think the co-op had, had come into the picture yet. Um because you were still you were working as an assistant. Yeah. Because Virginia regulations for getting your midwifery Florida degree and Florida are, regulations yeah. are different. So, so Florida is one of the strictest schools, which is part of the reason I chose it, because I think that the more education you have, the better. And I'm not that's not me saying any other routes are not good for the love yeah. of God, please. But that's how that's you want it to go. Me, I need structure. Yeah. I needed to sit in a classroom. I am not self-taught. I could never do the pet process. I would just sit and file my nails all day long. So that's me, and he's a my sucking decision. Vibrator. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I just it was reminding me of a meme and or that. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I had my first client gave birth when Brock, shortly after Brock was born. Yeah. Um. So. So you were you so you so I was, you had not finished all your numbers for Florida while you were there. So no. even though you had the numbers to be licensed as a midwife in Virginia, yeah, I have you way had more to take on a job as a student slash yes, assistant with I a local to, midwife to finish your to finish yes, your degree. So because I had to either graduate or finish the PEP process in order to get my Virginia license, either MEEC accredited school mm -hmm. or finish the PEP. So I had done my MEEC accredited school already, but I needed a certain amount of births mm -hmm. in the state of Florida before I could actually get my meek accreditation yeah so while I was working on going back and forth I drove back and forth with Evie who was little numer like a couple of times yeah I and then I went by myself um finally but anyway so I was working for a local midwife birth assisting yep. to make money when I got pregnant completely unexpected again yes because I don't know how it happens and you were so poor Oh, yeah. I mean, we were on, I got on Medicaid. And when people say, like, we, I couldn't afford food. I couldn't do anything. So when I got pregnant, like, I, there's no way that people are like, oh, if you, it, it, you make it work. If you want a midwife, you make it work. No, yeah. there, was, there was absolutely zero way that was happening. Like, if I had to come up with $500, I couldn't have done it. No. We barely, we lost a car that year. We were dropping groceries off on your I know, stoop. you left me groceries, Chelsea left me groceries. So, um, so, you know, we talk about choosing the birth team, and I get upset when people say, you can always choose the birth team you want, like the perfect birth team, you just have to make it work. And so I understand why people deliver in the hospital day yeah, after day. Yeah, if their insurance covers it yeah, all. Yeah, because your insurance covers it. So in my situation this time, I was working for a midwife. Um, 
And I believe she felt very strongly about people using her as a midwife when you work for a midwife, Mm -hmm. even though Amy and Desiree had been my midwives. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was Peggy, but I hired Peggy for Amy and Desiree. I didn't know Peggy. Yeah. So um, I So it was like a two, two things that were like playing into your choice of a birth team. Right. So, um, I don't know. You've Which is definitely true because at the time that I got pregnant with Ren, I was working for that same local midwife and I was, and I know other people who are like pressured to be like, you need to choose me as your midwife or this isn't going to work out. And that wasn't a choice for you at that time for that not to work. No, like you was, had to finish. Yeah. Yeah. And that was never said to me. It yeah. Never maybe said it wasn't. But I have, I had seen it before. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'm not going to. Yeah. And so for me, I was like, I, at that time had the flexibility to be like, sorry, no, these are my midwives and I love you, but yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I did not have that. That was not happening. So, um, yeah. So I, and then we had students and I feel very strongly mm-hmm. about having students and teaching. So I allowed, so for Brock, um, I did allow people at my birth that not, not that I disliked them in any way. It's just, it wouldn't have been like your dream team. No. And there were students like one of the students who's super sweet and amazing, but it was new. And so I, I'm like, of course you can come to my birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, my births are three and four hours long. Like, I don't care yep. who's at my birth. I wouldn't be affected mentally by people or whatever. So then I ended up, um, because I really, I was a midwife. And at that point, I knew all of the things that could go wrong. Yeah. So all that fear started playing Because you were new in your midwifery journey, too. Yeah. So when you're kind of in, you're in that weird place where you're new in your midwifery journey, you've taken the schooling about all the things that can go wrong, but you haven't seen enough go right to, right. like, dismiss those fears. Because you went to a place where you actually were, like, more medical as a midwife, and then the further you've gotten into your midwifery career... The, the l- more you've moved away from that to become like, okay, more trusting again. Right. Yeah. And so it's like the pendulum swings back and forth. Like yeah. I have most of my training was medical. Nora yep. was a CNM. My mom is a CNM. Mm-hmm. I saw hospital births and birth center at home. So I'm very comfortable all the way around now. Yep. Um, but I would definitely consider myself more hands-on. Than You're more many. hands-on than other midwives, but you've yep. definitely... There was a point in time when you were, like, much more, like, medical thinking and scared. Oh, super hands-on. And, and I more, remember and more, Tiffany... You had w- more fear. I did. Well, yeah. And I was afraid of certain things happening. So, at one point at a birth, Tiffany's like, do you realize that you can literally not help yourself? And every time someone starts pushing, you have to touch the baby's head. Yeah. And I was like, do I do that? And she's like... Yes. So then from that birth on, I refuse to do it. I'm yeah. like, I'm not doing it. I'm not touching that head. I see you head and I'm not going to touch it. Yeah. So you learn as you go. And that's why I love having students too, because yep. they can teach me as much as I'm teaching them. Yes. So I invite that kind of criticism. So I allowed the students, both of them to come to the birth. But because I was so scared of some, I had had some really rough dystocias mm-hmm. and hemorrhages. And I just felt like, I don't have enough people around me that are going to fix it. Like, yeah. what if something goes wrong? Do I have enough people that can fix it? Like, who's this midwife's birth assistant? Mm-hmm. Well, she's a new student. Like, I don't trust that at all. Yeah. Um, and one of them was an EMT. That made me feel better. Um, so then I asked another midwife friend, and we were super close then, uh, Rachel. And I was like, could you please come to my birth? Like, I want you at my birth anyway. But also, I just felt like I needed so many people. I don't know why. I was just terrified 
that this birth wasn't going to go okay. Yeah. And because of that, I was in labor all night long. Like, were, yeah, you did not have your normal three-hour no, labor. No, it was just, and he was in a bad position. Like, I know he was in a bad position because I know all the signs you now. You could feel it. I could feel it. So his labor was very long. It was like seven hours. Or I mean, long for you. For me. Not long for most people. It was either seven hours or seven hours longer than usual. Because he came out like at around six in the morning or yeah, seven. Yeah, it was in, in the morning. morning as the sun was coming up. And that I started true. labor the night before. So I actually think it was labor. all night. It yeah. was all night. And it was hard. It was awful. And so that was hard flu. for you mentally because you're used to just like, I go into labor, I have a baby within three hours. Yeah. And that was not happening. No, it was not happening. And I was stuck in my own brain and there was something wrong. I could feel him stuck on my pubic bone. So I was trying to verbalize. But I'm, in my mind, I'm like, listen, guys, you know, so I feel this is happening and he's probably in a bad position. So if you could help me out with that that would be great but, but all I was like, saying was like something is wrong that's all I could say and we didn't know whether something's actually wrong or if you're just thinking something's wrong because it's longer than usual because it's longer than usual because by like the books, by like the books of labor everything was going completely normal just different for you and I don't think I had a check did you check me mm-hmm I don't know if anybody I can't remember if I was checked we you know uh, I do not I think you were checked once on that bed next to the birth pool. At the end, I was checked to yes. make sure when I started pushing to make sure there was no lip. Yes. I remember her reaching in going, I just want to make sure yeah. there, there's nothing, there, there's no lip. But, yeah. Um, it was awful. And it was like, I had, this is my fifth labor. I knew what contractions felt like, and this was not normal. Like, yeah. it was the most intense, horrific grinding pain. It wasn't the contraction that was hurting. It was like his head was just on your pubic on. bone. It was fu- oh my god! It was so awful. But things still seem to be progressing normally. So I know at one point when like we had that fight where it was like not me and you, but everybody else was like, "You make her get out of the tub and go to the bathroom. You make oh, her I get out of the tub and go to the bathroom." I'm like in the tub and I'm like, "Kim, you have to get out. You probably need to go pee. You probably need to do." I would have done shake the apples now that I know about it. Yeah, didn't think about that back then. You know, a whole. Yeah. Seven years ago. And to me, it seemed like it was longer, but it didn't seem like it was not working right. So it didn't right. seem like something I had to do it for. And then someone goes, she's not going to yell at you. You're her friend. You yeah. do it or something. And I was, I like, was like, thank God okay. someone's coming to get me out of the tub. So I was I, so happy. So then I came over and I was like, Kim, we really got to get you out of the tub. You need to pee. It'll be good for you to get out of the tub, the whole nine yards. And then I rem- and you you were like, hey, so like, something's not right. It's not working. It's taking forever. And then you got out of the tub and like your water broke on my foot. Oh, all over you and Rachel. Yeah. Rachel and so, still is so excited that happened And to her. so you were like, I was like, look, your water just broke. Things are progressing. Isn't it fun? I'd have no... I remember my water breaking all over everyone's feet, but I don't remember feeling any way about it. It was like as you were getting I out of the I was not relieved at all. No, and it you were like so out nothing. of... Nothing. So you went to the bathroom. As when you came back from the bathroom, I think that's when you threw your fit. I, did. I don't think you got back in the tub. I did not get back in the tub because... I just remember like, okay, let's do some side lying. Like, let's do this. Let's try that. And I got into my bed and laid with the pillow between my legs. And Chuck was like holding me from yep. behind, like rubbing my arm. And I just threw, well, I threw myself on the bed. I threw yeah. in my mind but what was a huge no, fit. No, it wasn't a huge fit though. I just saw you as laying down. But in your brain, you were like, ah, yeah, ah, yeah, I hate everybody. Blah. And I laid there for a minute and Chuck was like rubbing my arm. And oh my God. It's going to be okay. And then all of a sudden, I started pushing. Because when you lay down, 
his head for some reason just I threw bonk, myself and bonked it into him. bonked into your <laughs> pelvis and the pain stopped yeah like when I threw myself on the bed pain. the groin the grinding pain stopped yeah and then I was having contractions normal contractions that didn't hurt I mean they hurt it sucked but, not but it like wasn't the it was. same and I was like oh thank god and then all of a sudden I was like oh my god I'm pushing and then I remember going I'm pushing like yeah ah. and then someone goes Okay, so push. And I was like, no, put me back in the tub. I still don't want to. I'm not doing it. Oh, and then there was a thing where you had said, like, for God's sakes, don't let me push without my bathing suit top on. Do not let me take my top off. I want my bathing suit top on so that the pictures, my boobs are not hanging out. big old floppy boobies. And so, like, I... I don't want them floating right and left and all over. It's like a fish with two eyeballs (laughs) going in two different directions. (laughs) And and your areolas are all, like, dark and big because you're areolas, huge dinner plates. And so I'd be like, Kim, you want to put your bathing suit top back on? You'd be like, yes, I don't want pictures of my bathing suit. And you put your bathing suit top back on. And then, like, four minutes later, you're like, ah, take it off. <laughs> take it off. And I'd be like, are you sure? Because you said, ah. And so, of course. See, I did throw fit. In the time when it was, like, in between, like, bathing suit top Jess, on. Yes, I had been in labor suit, for seven whole hours. Bathing okay? suit top <laughs> off. Bathing suit top on. Bathing suit top off. The baby finally comes out while your bathing suit top is, is off. off. And your nips are just in all the pictures. They're looking all over the place. bright as day. <laughs> The, the morning sun is streaming through the window. Right onto my and areola. And Kimberly's areolas are shining as bright as the moon. As dark as the sun. Yeah. I didn't give a shit. No. I just wanted him to get out. But then as soon as you looked at the picture, you were like, God damn it. I know. Why are my nipples out? But you blurred him out. I tried So it was to. like a weird, like, blurred I tried areola. I to do, like. I tried to do the thing with editing where it's like you just make one thing like really in focus and everything around it is blurry yes. so you couldn't see your nips. Yes. But I had that like I don't I had never been that happy for a kid to come out. Like not that I wasn't happy before, but I don't I think all my births were so fast and so easy that it didn't make me like I wasn't thinking about it. I was like, no. "Oh my god, labor, labor, pushing, pushing, baby, done." Yeah. This time it was like labor and labor and labor and I was like, "What the fuck?" So just when he keep finally laboring, came out, just keep laboring. Just keep swimming and there's a picture of me just like Thank God. Like, I'm staring up at the skies. I'm, I'm so happy. I just, thank God. I just remember looking up at her while I was pushing and going, why? Like, I actually did that. I was so dramatic. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, and then I was done. And then I had postpartum. And now he's six and a half. And yay. Yes. You're but- out of the, like... Well, we would say you're out of that intense place, but let's let's be honest. Brock is just very intense. No, my whole life is easy now. It doesn't matter how. So much easier than it was. So much easier than it was. He doesn't poop all over things. My kids all put themselves into their car We seats. can go to the pool and, and they, they can swim. all just swim. I know. And we can I sit am... on the side and <sighs> drink or not drink wine. Yes. I know. It's, and you know what? I need to remember that because this yep. week has been so... Stressful. stressful mentally like we want to be there for Meredith we cannot so we're trying to text yeah. her but not overwhelm her and then everybody it's like this person's going out of town and oh my god and this is happening but and I always think back on like the reason why we are why you can do that is because the things we went through having our kids actually made us more capable of yes. just slogging through the slogging through the shit storm yes like before I had kids I never would have been able to no. like do those things no 
And so it's like your brain grows with your ability to take yes. just crap thrown you at you over going. and over and over again. Oh, my God. It's yeah. so... And it's just crazy because people, they used to say, like, why are you so happy all the time? I don't get that so much anymore. I don't know why. But... I am happy, and and so are you, for the most part, because we yeah. recognize you know why it's be- what we have. We do, and it's like taking advantage of every day. Like even if there's bad stuff going on around you, you might as well make the best of it. Because, like, what's the point of being miserable? What's the point of being here? And if sometimes you can't? we sink into that, we do. and it's like, but then we have to remind ourselves yes. to like come out of it because we're super fortunate. Yeah, but it's like. But it, it does come down to, a, I think, a lot of the reason why, the, the reason when we do sink into the pits of despair, <laughs> don't even think of escaping, don't even think of escaping, is because it's usually because birth workers as a whole, when you've been doing this as long as you have, need a break for themselves. Yeah. And our whole life is never ours. And we right now are not getting that chance. It's like, even on your off weeks, it's like, could you please not go anywhere just in case? It's like, so we never have time. If we could have two weeks to ourselves and like not have to like worry about answering our phone or. And it's crazy because since Jen has been here. Yeah. It, it is opened my life up completely. Like I am truly like so much less stressed yeah so much less stressed and this is like one week where she's like by the way i'm leaving town i'm like oh god oh god what do i do (laughs) yeah you just go right back into the stress i read about a midwifery practice where there's four of them yeah and they they circulate time so that it's like there's always three midwives but they they get one month off where they don't have to have any call time any patient care any no nothing yeah like even on your off days you still have people calling and asking you questions and i think that's when we really start to get to the point where it's like sometimes you just need to not have to do that and take care of other people it's true and it's not fair to the moms like when they're calling they deserve that like a fresh midwife yes and excitement and of course i want to answer those questions but when you when you've done it all day every day it just gets tiring but chuck was saying the other day he's like i don't know what you your stress level is, it's just so stupid. I haven't even really been attending births. Yeah. I have one birth this week, one. Yeah. And he's like, you have to figure something out. You can't, you can't yeah. keep acting this way. And I'm like, I don't even know why I'm stressed out. It's Meredith. It's because we miss her. It's going to get better. It's I, gonna it get always better. does. This two shall pass, just like postpartum did. This two shall pass. So these are our birth stories and they, you know, they, they do change you and having kids changes you. So it's like, what would you say are the biggest takeaways for you from your personal birth stories? Um, I think it's a lot harder the more, you know, yeah. sometimes yep. to labor freely. I took from it that you have to truly cut your brain off that yep. your brain controls so much more than you could ever imagine. Birth is so much it's so just mental. as much mental, if not more mental. That than mom physical. that was there for eight minutes. As soon as I told her, "Your water's not broken. We're no longer on a clock." Contraction number Bam. one hit. Like it's just crazy, and no one's above that. And I thought I had no feelings. Mm-mm. I was not above that. And so because of that, it that plays into how many bad outcomes we have in our not in our birth care, but in like birth in general. Because yes. just like from our birth stories, when I when I think back on our birth stories that we just told, like how many times people said absolutely shitty things to us that completely effed with our brains. Yeah. Like 
And there's moms who are hearing worse than that day in and day out their entire pregnancies. And like people how? don't even realize what they're saying. No, like they're not how? doing it on purpose. No, but it's how, like how does your brain, your brain can't go to the place it needs to. Like in order for your, you need love and acceptance and to feel comfortable yeah. in order. You don't need threats. You said when I learned so much better than I could have. Oh, I'm so, <laughs> so glad I did that. But nobody needs threats and like... Well, every once in a while, a threat will help get a baby out that yeah. wasn't going to come out. Guilty. But not. But in most situations, the things that people say to us, and they it happened to me in my births, it happened to you in your births, you know, feeling guilted into picking a certain practitioner over who you want, being feeling guilted into having certain people at your birth that you don't yep. want. Like our people lives are surrounded fears on you and yeah, your surrounded by guilts and fears, and it's like. And if that was happening so much just in these seven birth stories that we just told, how much is it happening on a larger in scale? In the millions of over other and birth over stories. and over again throughout the birth stories, yeah. and just like screwing up people's births. I also learned that I can't give birth without Jessica McKee. <laughs> <laughs> I did learn you that you could. You could. I can't do anything without you, though. So that's I don't know why that's surprising. I would never do anything without you. <laughs> I also learned I'm a badass because I've had five children from my body from your vag yeah but even if it wasn't even if it was a c-section like such I, a badass. I still did it like i am a mother probably and doing more. my best yes all yeah. the time no the fact that we have raised this many kids and they've like survived to this age yeah it's like yeah you have to be a badass to be a mom like no matter how you and become you have a mom, to be forgiving yes and not make yourself feel guilty and we'll learn so much more from it if we do that so what was your takeaway Mine was what I just said about, like, so you, feeling guilty. You, we had the same takeaway. <laughs> pressured, but also, like, the mental stuff, but also how strong women are because it's, like, I think so ridiculous. about my first birth, the things I went through, and the way my brain was just completely, like, off. To me, it was never, yep. like, you have to give up. You have to do this. You have to do that. But literally, when I'm a doula attending a mom like that i'm like i don't even want to keep going no, right now how, how they, is she still going we just do as women like women are so amazing like you had went through all your shit with lila i had a baby at 16 yep. and i kept him alive yep. and like we just keep going like we don't have the option we do but most women yep. would never fathom the option of turning our backs and walking away yeah and so it's like we as women have this deep well of strength that we don't even realize we have until we're forced to use it and we get to see that when they're in labor like there yes, are times yeah. when my eyes i don't cry at birth but if in those moments that like a woman is just I can't even wrap my head yep. around how strong, how stunningly I, I beautiful get, and strong. Like, yeah. Teary. Like I did when you were with, well, yeah. I bawled when you were with Brian, but yeah. I'm just saying that's when I get that's emotional. when you still had more feelings. That's when I still have emotion. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's my, I think that would be my biggest takeaway is just to like celebrate how badass we actually are. And, and, and like, when you are forced to tap into that well of strength, it's not fun. We might kick and scream yeah. and be like, why is this happening? I don't want to. But when you get out of it on the other side, you're like, oh, I'm so much stronger than I thought I, I was. I did that. And if I can get through. I think that Kelly Clarkson wrote a song about that. Yeah. If I can get through this shit that I just got through, like. Everything else will be fine. So why, ca why can't we just wake up every other day and be happy and enjoy our friends and take life for whatever it throws at us and we'll be fine. It's like, going to be okay. If we yeah. made it through some of the shit we've been through, I think. Yes. 
we're gonna be okay and we still have fun every day yes most days yes <laughs> all right it's starting to rain the it's kids starting are to rain out. it's getting crazy so all, all we have we to have say to is say appreciate you and all so your much. birth stories that you have and cheers, cheers. we're gonna break one one day <laughs>